0: Welcome to Four Sisters and a Brother. I am Candace, I am the last kid in the lineup. I'm the baby, I was the unexpected blessing, the golden child, the creme de la creme, whatever you wanna call it. (laughs) Um, But I'm just gonna tell you a little bit about myself and how I grew up as a kid. So for me, growing up, I was pretty much the only child. By the time I got into like middle school, everyone was gone out the house. Um, so sports was kind of my center as well, as you heard from, you know, Jocelyn and, and Tiffany. Um, it just gave me something to do. So I played a lot of basketball, um, organized basketball, AAU basketball. Um, by the time I got to high school, I played five different sports just cause I could. Um, so one of them being basketball, I played volleyball. Um, I played uh, softball um, and I even did golf and one the last one I did was cross country and I don't know why I did that actually I do know why um my coach said it would be good for basketball but you know if you know me you know running like that is just not for me um so I only did that for one season but I kind of centered myself around sports um did just fine got to college Um, I did not play sports in college, um, but, you know, I I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I knew I liked to be in, it was either going to be like athletic training or physical therapy. I went the physical therapy route and I even got a job at a physical therapy place um, when I was in undergrad. And I think that's when I realized that that was something I didn't want to do. But at that time, I was too far along in my progression, my degree progression that, you know, would have added, you know, extra couple years or whatever. So I didn't want to do that. So I just finished out my undergrad major in HK or health and kinesiology, which is the study of the body. And then at that point, I really didn't know what to do. So I took a year off, actually, before I went back and got my master's in sports management and administration Um, but in the meantime a lot of things kind of went down for me um working in that physical therapy it was physical therapy occupational therapy and speech therapy and it was both adults and pediatrics so um was a pretty large place um is when i really started learning more and more and more about myself and for me uh, the lord i feel like the lord really started dealing with me in, in in college Um, And especially when I worked here at that place, um, I just started uh, going through some things. And, you know, I wasn't really happy with with where I was in my life. You know, I thought I would have things figured out, but I didn't. Um, But the Lord began to give me um, dreams and majority of the dreams in the beginning were a lot about prayer and I was just like what the heck is like what the heck is this first of all like a spiritual dream uh weird um but not weird so I didn't really know what to do with that but I knew like there was a calling in my life and I knew it had something to do with prayer Um, I just didn't know the avenues or what I was going to do with that but um for me It's like God showed me in dreams about prayer. And then he was like, okay, now I'm going to give you a real life situation. So in February of 2018, I was feeling under the weather. I kind of didn't know what was going on. I just knew I felt sick um and I got up and I was going to go to work and I was like I'm gonna have somebody check me out and they're gonna check me out and you know see what's going on and I did and blood pressure was all fine but I couldn't lay down flat and because I couldn't lay down flat I I, I couldn't lay down flat because I couldn't breathe um the therapist that checked me out was like hey you you know that's not normal you probably want to go get checked and for that so I left work I (laughs) told my boss I was like I'm I'm not feeling too well I'm gonna go to the urgent care but you know I'll be back (laughs) and I went to the urgent care and it was in February like I said so there was a lot of flu patients in there and you know she saw me and the nurse saw me and knew my symptoms and all that stuff and you know they actually did a strep test then and it came back negative and she was like you know that's not normal that you can't lay down flat and need you to go to the er and i'm like i'm not going to the er you know it's just too much money you know i got this high deductible now like i can't like i can't be going to the er but and it was kind of serious when you know like she she got me before i went out the door and was like hey i'm really going to need you to go to the er like i'm calling and telling them that you're coming so i was like fine um, I'm texting my sisters while I'm going over there and I'm saying you know I told them like hey like they told me to go to ER so that's where I'm going and I walked into the ER and you know the the, the lady behind the desk was like are you Candace I'm like yeah and you know she swooped me up, swooped me up in a wheelchair and took me off to the back While <laughs> there was other people out in the waiting room but you know um and at that point a lot of things started happening um and honestly it was it was a whirlwind of a a whole lot of stuff um but they ended up doing a cat scan um i remember even doing the cat scan it was hard to do because something happened and i was laying down i was like can i just sit up please because i couldn't breathe um but they found what they called at that time a mediastinal mass that was in between my heart and my lungs and they could see that uh, my lymph nodes were also inflamed um, as well. So um, the ER doctor gave me some uh, some options of what she thought might be happening. And she said it could be autoimmune immune disease. Um, and she also named off um, lymphoma or cancer. And I just remember thinking like, what? Um, at that time, I, my, my parents were there, I, you know, a lot of time lapsed. Um, but my parents were there. My sister was there. I remember looking up at my dad and he just started looking up at the ceiling. You know, my mom was like, no, not today, Jesus, <laughs> you know, and all the doctors started coming in a room. So I had a pulmonologist, I had a cardiologist, I had a, um, renal doc, um, because I don't know what, ha- I really don't know what happened to my kidneys, but they was just like, I don't feel like it. So they, I don't know that they stopped working, but I had like pitting edema in my feet and, um, I had an oncologist in the room and I also had infectious disease doctors. So five specialty doctors, and they were all working to try to figure out what was going on. And, you know, they said, you know, we're gonna to try to biopsy this this mass and kind of see what it is. And um I remember the next day, um, I went in to get it biopsied and um I remember breathing in this really nasty nasty whatever it was to numb the back of my to back to numb the back of my throat but um they said they went in and tried to get something out of it but it was it was calcified like it was a hard mass and it was like two and a half inches big so it's pretty large to be in in a small space um they so i just got started on antibiotics and i was in the hospital for you know 10 days and they even tried to biopsy it again um and this time they went in through my back and i was actually awake for this one and you know i could hear i could hear them really like scraping at this thing and they just couldn't they couldn't get anything out of it to this day the infectious disease doctor um couldn't give me an answer you know i was i was in the hospital for 10 days and they poked me every morning at least two or three times to get blood and, and run tests and they never figured it out he was like my last effort I mean is an HIV test but he was like I don't think that's it we can you know try it out and see so I mean they tried that out and nothing came back with with anything um at this point you know the I was being followed by the pulmonologist because I guess it was closer to my lungs than my car than my heart. So I didn't see the cardiologist, um, and and it wasn't cancer or it. They didn't think it was cancer, so I wasn't seeing being seen by the oncologist. I still was being seen by the renal doc. Um She gave me some Lasix, and if you ever taken Lasix, you might just sit on the bathroom floor because you like urinate all all the liquid out <laughs> I mean but she said it was kind of a reset of the kidneys which that that seemed to work um but all during this time it was just like prayer was just I know I know there were some prayers that reached the heavens to the point where God himself was like okay let me let me see about this like that's literally what it feel like to to this day I really do feel like Um, it could have been cancer but because of the prayers of the righteous people that went up to heaven he like he had to come down and see uh, see about me and I know my sister preached a sermon on 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 prayer and she had a lot of different examples in there but I was one of the examples and she began to tell her viewpoint of everything and how she sent out her prayer texts and um, everybody at her church was praying and a a lady from her church called and was like, you know, hey, we've been praying for your sister. And she was like, "Uh, we've already commanded and prayed that that mass will just dry up. And I didn't know about this till after the fact, but knowing that the mass literally dried up (laughs) it's just wild and I remember my dad at the end of all of this just saying like you don't know how many people were really praying for you and I'm like I can only imagine because you know my mom got her prayer groups and my dad got his prayer groups and my church at the time was praying and you know everybody had their different groups and we just come from a praying family so um it was truly 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 the prayers of the righteous and I really feel like that was the Lord saying hey I gave you dreams about prayer and this is what prayer can do in real life so I think that alone um took my prayer and my worship life to like a whole different level um so after that was all done I still had to come back to this job uh I was still working in physical therapy I didn't really like that position I like the people that I worked with, but I had some um, issues with people that were in higher positions above me. Um, So I was like, like, Lord, what is this? I just need to learn, like, what I need to learn so I can get out of this situation. And my sister, my other sister, um, spoke a message and she was talking. It was so simple. She was talking about our lives and how we're, you know, we're seeds and we have purpose and you put the seed in the ground and you got to water it. But, you know, those different analogies like the watering is the word of the word of God. And um, she got to the point where she started talking about like atmospheres and cultivating an atmosphere for that for that um, seed to grow. And she said sometimes you just got to honor the people that's in those leadership positions. Otherwise, you're never going to get it. Out of the position that you're in, and I took that to heart, and I went back to work, and I was like, I'm going to honor these people as best as I know how. Uh, you know, I went to work. I had a song in my heart, and you know, I I tried to be respectful. You know, I don't think I was ever too like disrespectful, but I tried to be respectful and just do what I was told, do do what I was supposed to do, and um. You know, God brought me out of that situation. So I got out of the hospital. I went back to work. I did this. And then it's, it just felt like I was like, I'm now, now that I have your heart, I'm about to blow your mind. <laughs> and he did. And he blessed me with a with a new job. Um, it, that I felt like was created just for me, like it literally was a brand new position that no one had done before me. Um, and it it was just like, hey, here, here you go. And it was above the salary range that, you know, I was thinking and I took that job. And if you know me, I haven't had the best luck with cars growing up. So the car went down, but I was like, at this point, Lord, like I trust you and I was able to go buy a car um off the lot and I was like well you know if we doing all this Jesus what about a house and I had coached uh one of my friend's uh, daughter's basketball teams and I was kind of mentioning it to her I wasn't really talking about it, it was like more of a conversation in passing And just like oh hey like I I know a perfect realtor and she calls her up like right there on the spot and I'm like oh shoot and she uh, she was like, oh, I love working with first-time homeowners. And this is when the market was hot and stuff was being sold in the middle of the night. She was like, I really think you would like this one house. She was like, it's not on the market, but she has a friend who was selling it. And he was actually flipping it. So she showed me the house. And when I got to the house, it was like a true flip. Like it didn't have no siding. And it had no carpet, like the walls were still up, but it, it wasn't painted, you know, none of that stuff. So she was like, if you could just be patient and wait, she was like, I really feel like this would, could be the one for you. So I did. And I waited months and months and months. Well, it wasn't that long. It was a few <laughs> few months but after talking to the guy who was flipping it, he was like, hey, if you're really interested in this house, he was like, I'll let you pick out the backsplash for your kitchen and you can pick out the countertops if you want to. And he started letting let me pick out different things in this, in, in my house. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he sold it to me. He was like, hey, are you doing me a favor by not putting it on the market? Cause I guess it cost him to put it on the market. So I, I even bought it for under what I was thinking I was gonna buy it for. And I was like, man, God is good, but, you know, I look at the, we look at the material things like, yes, he gave me a job. He gave me a car and he gave me a house all within a year. Um, but for me now, those songs that I sing when because I sing praise and worship in my church. Now the songs that I sing about how good he is and how honorable he is and how worthy he is and how much of a good, good father and how how he's a way maker. All those songs just became way more true um, after going through something like that. So, you know, I really, I do have a heart for worship and that's one of the reasons why, because I just, I know what I've been through and I can look back on my life and the life of, you know, my siblings and my parents and other various friends and family members and just see how God has just been so good like he's been so good and he's been too good for me to just you know sit here and be silent so god is good all the time and all the time god is good how many times have we heard that growing up but it's a it's a real it's a true statement um, but that's pretty much me growing up. Now I just love to travel. If you know me, you know I love to travel. A goal of mine is to hit all 50 states by the time I turn 36. Even though Leah keeps saying it's 40, it's always been 36. I don't think I'm going to make all 50 states because I still have like 13 or 14 left. Um, But I also love woodworking and I think that kind of came out of the buying a new house and i was like stuff is expensive and it seems so simple to make i literally started with something really simple and just kind of grew on it and i wouldn't say i'm a professional by any means but you know i i do have some tools and i can make it happen if i need to but i i I like woodworking and just spending time with friends so um that's pretty much it about me Uh, uh yes what are the 13 states that you're missing Um, So I have Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, Utah, New Mexico, Kansas, Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, Mississippi, Hawaii, and West Virginia and Virginia. You never explained to the listeners what you're doing, though. For my current job? No, for the state. You're trying to visit all 50 states by the time you turn 40. 36. By the time I... turn 36. Guys, yes, I just you know I you, you we grew up in Indiana. You're just like it's Indiana, it's flat land, it's corn. So you just start venturing out, and then you're just like, well, how far can I go? Just something I came up with, and I started doing it. When do you plan to go to Hawaii next year? I told y'all that you save me your coins. Yeah, let's go. Any other questions? First of all, I didn't know that. I remember that that message. And I didn't know that you were thinking about it. But I will <laughs> say this, that I'm glad you did say that because sometimes when you're when you're having to minister to people, what you get sometimes when you talk to them is a blank stare in return and you're thinking, hmm, we're moving right along to the next point because you're just like, well, nobody, nobody really <laughs> received or understood anything that I just said. So I try to make it practical, but thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I did I didn't know about the the hospital thing. I don't know why I don't know where I was at. I didn't know about that. I don't remember hearing I don't remember that. I remember remember I remember Tiffany calling me and I was at my job and she said, I just want to call and let you know the (laughs) kennel And I was like, What? Maybe maybe for a little bit, but not for that extended amount of time though. And and what that was about or anything. I remember it because my co-worker told me to just leave and go. She said, just leave and go to the hospital. And I was like, but, but, and she was like, just go. And I was like, okay. I do have an unrelated question though. Being the youngest, do you feel like you got any special treatment and or privileges? Yes. Oh, sorry. That wasn't me. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Mommy Dave was too tired to, to deal with you like they was dealing that, with us. See, see, that's what I tell you guys. It's because of you. So blame yourselves because <laughs> y'all ran our parents through the ringer and they was tired. They was tired after they thought they was done and they was tired. So by the time I came along, they was like, look, so you think that I got away with more stuff? I did. But blame it on yourselves because you the ones who tired them out, rolling down Dead Man's Hill, throwing rocks at cars, and beating up people in the neighborhood. Just saying. I rest thing, my case. That was Dante and Leah. Nowhere were there Tiffany in there. I tried to blend it with the couch. If we so. already got in trouble, just like they pushed Candace down nine steps in that box and she got that, she got that knot on her forehead. And we all, I was like, I didn't have anything to do with that, Dante. No. And when they (laughs) say they're tired, I think you're only bringing up the negative things. It wasn't that. It was just, you know, life. I mean, it, it wasn't me that was running them all over town every Saturday for basketball tournaments and all this other stuff that they were doing. It wasn't me. Okay. So that was why they were tired as well. So... You, because you had choir events that were happening on Saturday, so Ooh. not only were they taking us places, they were taking you somewhere to sing. What? No. Got Got oh <laughs> the point is, they were. Talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, rapid fire. Gonna, mine are in the form of would you rather's. Would you rather have a completely automated home or a self-driving car? Automated home. Would you rather live on the beach or in a cabin in the woods? Remember cocaine bear now. (laughs) (laughs) Let's, Let's do the beach. Would you rather be completely invisible for one day or able to fly for one day? Fly, I can finish off the race of the states. Would you rather, I know the answer to this one. Would you rather travel the world for a year, all expenses paid, or have 40 grand to spend on whatever you want? Travel, all expenses paid for a whole year. You know how many places you could go?
1: Would you rather
0: lose your passport or your phone? Um, I say my phone. Okay. Um, would you rather walk barefoot in a public restroom or get poisoned? Mm. Or, or get, get poisoned? You poisoned? <laughs> <laughs> what? Well walking, Bare- po- walking on the public bathroom can't poison you. I I I would say Cause poison can kill, but walking on a bathroom floor might just give you gangrene and a big toe. Big toe may fall off, but I'm still alive. So wow. I'ma say <laughs> walking wow. on a nasty bathroom floor. Would you rather, last one, be able to speak every language on earth or just communicate with aliens? Speak every language. You said communicate with babies? Aliens. Aliens. Thanks for getting to know all of us Um, and we'll talk to you next time.